Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. You know what I just realized? I realized WNIR never called me. I am, I am hurt. I am hurt. Hold on. I freaking messages are beeping on my blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. So WNIR, like they lost one of their people. They lost one of their WNIR contest. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Uh for for oh yeah, yeah, this is it. Angela. It was like, okay, there was a deal. Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. Check this out. This was back in October. Radio personality Angelo Bellios, no longer employed by WNIR, contest set to find new host. And I said to myself, this is my future. This is how I move to the next level. I get on WNIR. And so I immediately, immediately filled out the contest, said I was so excited I wanted an opportunity to be in the contest. Not one word. Not one word. Not one word. I mean... Who doesn't want this on their radio? That's all I'm saying. I mean, come on. I know they're conservative. I can, I can, I can talk conservative. I get conservatives. I get it. I get it. I can be conservative. I'm more libertarian than anything anyways. That's a certain kind of conservativeness. I mean, yeah, I'm, I think everybody, hey, Shannon Wilson, what is up? Good morning to you. Never call. It's almost February, October, November, December. Nothing. Where's the contest? Where's my, hey, thanks for applying, but no thanks. Nothing. They hate Dan Horgan just as much as me. I thought we were like kissing cousins. They call him horrible Horgan over there. I was like, this is it. This is God channeling me out of the radio AM. Just, I don't understand. I don't understand why people don't under, see my amazingness. I literally walk around. I'm like, how can they not see it? I'm amazing. I have to tell myself that because mostly I just think I'm a piece of shit. My wife. You know, she's like, man, you got to stop saying that. I'm like, look, if I don't say that, I'm just going to dig a hole and go l- just bury myself in it. 
My light blinds them, says Shannon Wilson. Thank you. That must be it. My light is so bright. I told him I'd be able to sell advertisement. I'm like, dude, you want listeners? I can get you listeners. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I get nothing. No respect. I get no respect. Who is that guy? Rodney Dangerfield would say that. <laughs> oh, well, I, they, it starts at 530 in the morning. I thought that would be perfect, though. 530 to 10, then I can live the rest of my life. I'd get up. I don't care. I want to know what happened to the contest at the very least. Did they have the contest? Who won the contest? Is this like another one of these Monopoly McDonald's things where it was all a hoax to begin with? Thank you, Shannon, making me feel good. Passion is intimidating. That must be it. I'm too blinding, too intimidating. <laughs> Most common uh, descriptor of Sage Lewis in the business world, loose cannon. I one time went to a lunch with this guy that literally likened himself to a weasel. He literally said his nickname was Weasel. They call me the Weasel, he said. I'm like, wow. Whew. That's the animal? That's your power animal? Anyways, I'm at lunch with this guy, my client, and my employee. He looks right over at her and says, you need to come work for me. And I said, what am I, job liver? <laughs> I mean, if you can imagine the gall of a person just looking straight past you and being like, I want to steal your employee. What an ass. That guy was an ass. But really, my first instinct was, I trained her. I, she knew none of this crap before me. I literally said this to her. I'm like, what about me? Why don't you hire me? And his answer was, too much of a loose cannon. Jeez, Pete. Loose cannon. Loose cannon. That's me. Sage the loose cannon Lewis. So maybe that's him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually a really a team player. I have serious daddy issues. All I've ever wanted to do is pe have people like me. It's all I've ever wanted. I spent my entire life trying to get my daddy to love me. And may I say it's impossible. You can't do it. It's over now. I mean, I keep pursuing it. Don't get me wrong. I keep trying to get daddy love in my life, but it'll never happen. I'll never fill that hole. <laughs> I'll never fill that hole. So then I'm just filled with anger and resentment. Self-loathing. <laughs> I've had it since I was seven. What are you going to do? I mean, it's built in. Um, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful news. 
I'm not even joking. It is wonderful. Let me see if I can. Okay, let's let's serve up this video here for y'all. Let's uh, let's see. Roll back the beautiful bean footage. Okay, uh, here, check it, check it out, 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 check it out. Making room for the homeless to stay during this rough weather and tough times. Marissa Science has details. The room for more became just that, more. So that we have less people on our waiting list and can accommodate more people. Those who live on the streets of Summit County can now rely on more than just a shelter overnight. It's a more stable solutions for transitions back into routine life, hotels, all facilitated by the city of Akron, the Summit County Continuum of Care and Access Shelters. The idea is an expansion of a program that started at the onset of the pandemic. We noticed that there was an overflow of people sitting on the wait list. That's Marquetta Bodie. I don't know why they didn't give her. Why didn't she runs the COC? I don't know why she doesn't have a like little or definition of it. So what we decided to do was say, okay, let's do a reasonable accommodation. If there's no shelter bed available, we'll put a person in the hotel until the shelter bed becomes available. Now more men, women, and children will have a place to call. Okay, men. That's interesting. I'm gonna just. Put a pin in that little statement. Home, especially during the most frigid months of the year. We have not had a snowstorm like this in quite a while. Using a total of eight. Okay, wait. Does anybody know what hotel that is? I need to know. Homes right now. Uh, we were full within one week of our expansion program. The services expansion program. Full with one in one week. Also remember that because of what's coming up. Program will be available through September thanks to federal CARES Act funds. Before the CARES funding became available, no, we didn't have any access to that funding. The program specifically tailored for progress. The goal for each of these residents progress. is to We must make progress. We are Americans. We must make progress. Working diligently with our case management staff to get them into their own housing unit. Progress. You will get in a house like me. As they exit. Look how happy I am. Hotel. My hair is perfect. Program. Leaders. You will get perfect hair like me. Now looking for so ways sorry. to advance the service expansion program. The concern for me as the lead. I don't know that tent. Lead of the COC is once that cares money is. Wow, that guy looks jacked up. Who the hell is that? God, what do we do? Damn, is that? No, that ain't. That ain't Summit County. That's some other footage. I would know a guy like that. I'd be, I'd be whoring that picture out left and right if I saw a guy wobbling like that on the street in Summit County. That ain't, that ain't Summit County. Yeah, right now they're only using one hotel and say that that is currently meaning the demand. Okay, there it is. It said it was filled within one week, but no worries where it's meeting the demand. But should they need to expand even should more? Should they need? Now, where is she standing? Cops, autograph, oh, I don't know. Where is she standing? Policy matters. They say that, that there are other partners on standby. Russ. Of course, of course that's I always like that. There are other partners on standby. Russ. It's just that like cool thing. I wonder if they teach that in like, maybe that's why WNIR didn't hire me. I don't have that. And Dan Horgan is a big, ugly tool. Russ, maybe that's it. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't have that, that thing she's got. Summit County, what do we know about Cuyahoga County? Anything similar happening here? 
So I did talk today to Cuyahoga County officials who told me that they are not using the same method. They had hotels until uh, they had a hotel in Independence. Do you remember this? They had a hotel in Independence, and uh, Independence was like, hell no. We don't want to have dirty, scroungy, ugly, rotten homeless people in Independence. Get the hell out. They're not using a hotel expansion method, but that the county. They were, though. Continuum of care services that began at the beginning of the pandemic are still available for those who need them. What is that? I mean, what is that? What, I mean, they're available. What's available? Santa Claus, what's available? Anybody who's looking for information about these resources or housing resources can call 211. Okay. Always the answer. Just call 211. Just call 211. Uh, you'll get a warm feeling if you just call them. Just get on the 211 and you're going to feel warm and dry and out of the wind. You just stay on two on one. That's, that's, duh. That's what you, okay. <laughs> Let me talk about this. Um, awesome, right? It's awesome. Like, literally, I'm so happy. I'm so happy they have eight rooms. Okay, they have eight hotel rooms. Eight. Which is good. It's totally good. Um, and the CARES Act money is going to these hotel rooms. Wonderful. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. I just, wonderful. Um, now, they know that you know, more needs to be done. They know more needs to be done, but they have to play these like bureaucratic games, right? Like, oh, me, the need has been met. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this other thing, let me show you this. The, the emergency shelter apparently has got 50 people a night in it, okay? So we have this thing. We have this thing. Here, I'll show you. We got this, all right, we have the emergency overnight shelter that I've heard is 50 people are coming to this thing. Omi, what's up, Omi? How are you today? 50 people, okay, so riddle me this. Riddle me this. How do you have 50 people in the emergency shelter and then access says they got eight hotel rooms and they got plenty of room? Do you see? Okay. They have eight hotel rooms. It was filled up within a week. And there are 50 people at the emergency shelter every night. Okay? Now. This is going to seem like maybe a non sequitur, but I'm hoping I can tie it back around like a little bow. Like a little bow. Okay. Here, look at this. Look at this. This headline came over. New York Times. 
Pope Benedict the 16th. Everybody must have liked being the Benedict. That was a popular name. Eggs Benedict. That's what I think of. Uh was faulted in a report over his handling of sexual abuse cases when he was archbishop, the archbishop, 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 I don't know, in Munich. A newly released report by a law firm said the former pope failed to discipline priests in at least four cases of sexual abuse accusation in Germany. Okay? Okay. I'm going to get to Omi's question here in just a minute. Great, great, great question. Now, the answer is it's all a cover-up, okay? It's all a cover-up. Now, bureaucrats have got to be the most cowardly people on earth, okay? You go into these governmental or non-governmental organizations because you're a coward. I'm sorry. You don't sit out here blowing in the wind like the loose cannon that I am. Like, it's, it's like a cozy womb. It's like a steady flow of government money. There's not a lot of ups and downs. You just come in. You really don't have to do anything to keep your job. You never get fired. That's the kind of person complacent, says Omi. I still haven't forgotten your question. That's the kind of person that goes into that. Now, That maybe sounds like I'm belittling these people, but I'm not, because most people are cowards. Okay? You make it, I'm making it sound like a bad word. Most people don't want to be me, which I find highly shocking. (laughs) Omi says, you don't want to make any real impact or change. You just want good benefits and paid vacations and fringe benefits. That's it. Which is most people. I'm going to say close to 90% of people. Look, homeless people are the same way. You would think that a person who's living out in the streets would be rough and tough, and they are. But you know what? They're sick of getting their crap stolen. They're terrified of getting caught by the police. They're terrified of getting beat up by other maniac homeless people. They just want what Omi said. Some good benefits and paid vacation. That's it. And Omi admits the truth. Sign me up. I would need a sleeping pill. My conscience wouldn't let me sleep at night. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Shannon. If you're a part of these bureaucracies, don't get upset. Don't get upset. It's okay. It's okay. Hold on. Look. So what's happening here is you're getting two messages. Access Shelter says it was filled. The program was filled within a week, but we don't have any more need. Turns out eight rooms was all we ever needed. We've solved it. Homelessness has been solved, but if we need more, we'll let you know. Now, why do they do that? Because they don't want to piss off the money machine who could be anybody 
at any time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is great. We are thankful. We're so happy that Marquetta Bodie, who I told you they didn't put her name up, she wrote in the Beacon Journal. I'm not going to look it up, but I have it on my blog. She wrote, and I have a picture of the quote that says, now maybe is the time for us to look at non-traditional shelters like tiny houses and, 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 and tent camps. And then not a week or two later, she's back in the paper saying, hey, I don't want to get involved in politics. Uh, I'm not thinking about tiny houses. She got, she got heat for saying that. She got heat for saying it, and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You have mistaken me for someone who cares. <laughs> that is not me. I do not care. I mean, I kind of care, obviously. I care a little bit. But I don't care to, like, jeopardize my uh, career on this, and I don't want to be outed. I don't want to be yelled at by my peers. <laughs> Omi says that city out in Campbell, Ohio was abandoned and homeless vets moved into these units and made them livable. Yeah, Omi was telling us last week that the city Campbell outside of Youngstown has been ab- abandoned and homeless veterans moved in. I got to go over there. I love that. I need to see this Campbell, Ohio. I think that's my dream is to start Brand new cities with addicts, mentally ill, and homeless people. Just like they did in Australia. That's what I want. We need to, Omi says we need to reclaim more abandoned communities. It's a lot uh, more than I ever imagined. I have pics on my Instagram. Okay, I'll go check that out. Um, there's all these abandoned towns in the desert, you know, like by Barstow out there. But, you know, on the, when you go to the trip, have you ever done that trip? L.A. to Las Vegas? It's wonderful, wonderful trip. But there's all these abandoned. Have you done that? Yeah, I bet you have. Um, wonderful abandoned towns. I want to move out. I want to take those 60,000 homeless people and not force them. I bet you if I had a good, some good drug dealers, <laughs> I had some free food, some booze. I could get all the homeless people out into Barstow, you know? Thompson Spring. Thompson Spring, yeah. And then what you do is you have a shuttle every day that goes from your your desert town into L.A. So you can come and go all you want. But then... You're going to be left the hell alone. You go out there, and then finally, we can be left alone by these crazy people with perfect hair that are like, well, let's get on it. Let's get busy. I'm going to get you in my hotel, and then we're going to get busy. I like, hey, yo, 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 yo. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I've been on the street for the last five years. I'm not about all about getting busy. <laughs> Omi brings up a good point. The hardest part, the ground isn't suitable for farming. There's no resources nearby, but it has a hotel and a church and a railroad. Basically, all I need is water. 
If I could get access to water out in the desert, then I got solar. Uh, I think we could build underground housing, don't you think? So you could go underground and get out of the heat, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on this. I mean, you might have to haul in the water. That might be the one thing. But California is spending like a billion dollars a year on homelessness. I figure I could, st- I, I, if you could just send me some tents and some water, maybe some electric. No, I, I just said I didn't need electric. How about internet? Homeless people like internet. How about some water and some internet and some solar panels? Just send me out into the desert. Let me try my little experiment. I think I can make it good. Dan Horgan, on when he lambasted me uh, at the Akron Beacon Journal, said, um, just because Sage is good at attracting homeless people doesn't mean he's an expert in homelessness. All I heard was, Sage is good at attracting homeless people? <laughs> oh, thank you. I think I am. Like the Pied Piper of homeless people. Doesn't Nevada get its water from other states? Yeah, you're right. But if Nevada can get water, maybe I could get uh, some water to my homeless friends out in the... I really want to try this so bad. So at any rate... um, um, I just saw a picture of my wife. Uh, I have this... I have my pictures... Flip through my TV like I have my Google and flips through my TV and I'm like, wow, that is one smoking hot woman. What did she marry me for? Anyways, but Nevada has Vegas. You have homeless people. Middle class people don't like homeless people. They like Vegas. Well, they, yes, that's true. That's true. Maybe. Oh, dude. How about this? As they are doing their Mecca, which they do, the L.A. to Vegas weekend Mecca, they could stop by my homeless town and like, you know. Drop off some water or crap. Make themselves feel good. New miniseries on Hulu called Dope Sick. You need to check it out. Ooh, okay. That sounds good. Um, so I just feel like, God, that picture just totally threw my head out of this whole conversation. I'm just like, wow, is that woman beautiful? <laughs> just like, what happened? Like an exhibition, make it an art thing. Yeah, come and see the homeless living experience for the weekend. Yes, homie. See, what we do is we're always like jamming shit down everybody's throat. We need to get into that Tai Chi of redirect the energy. So what do we know? People hate homeless people. Check. People hate drug addicts. Check. And may I say, homeless people and drug addicts don't really love you guys either. Quite honestly, you're kind of annoying and boring as hell. All you do, your highlight is like what you're watching on Netflix. I mean, homeless people, they're doing real shit, man. Buying and selling guns, hanging with cool drug dealers, scrapping all night long. Yeah, they're doing some interesting stuff. They're not really interested in your boring life. So why? And we have empty land. And we did it with Australia. So why don't we just do that? <laughs> Sign me up. I can't do it just yet. I, I got to uh, give me a few more years, but I will pitch this idea once. I just need to free up some resources and stuff. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, homie says, I'm sitting on my couch watching my shows and doing dishes. This is boring as fuck. That's why we drink wine and take Prozac. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're so bored out of your skull on this this unbelievable, like we're here for 80 years on a 13.8 billion year ride called our universe. And it's so boring. All those people, they're not bored. They were just writing me. They were just writing me about some sort of drama. Something about, I don't know. Tired of, okay. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me see this video. I want to see the video. What's the video? Okay, hold on. Uh, Ashley. Oh, man. Oh, geez. It looks like the, uh, <laughs> this guy, oh, Ivan, who's been helping me, uh, over at the shelter or at the day center, he's like, Patty said, this is what happens when you turn this into a, a day center. People can't keep their hands off of shit. So, yeah, our, basically our bathroom is flooded because, I don't know, people probably, some tweaker probably just decided they were going to fucking rework the, the plumbing last night. I'm sorry, tweaker is a, a, a crass name, but I'm sorry. They're like little freaking raccoons with human brains. Holy crap. They can't keep their hands off of shit. They can't just stop. No, they're like, dude, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I can fix it. I can fix it. The next thing you know, my fucking basement's flooded. But then you know what will happen? Some homeless person with actual skills will come by and fix it. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, but that's it. That's the life. That's the life. It's always like that in the, in the, in the homeless world. Um, so look back. Okay. Now I remember I was talking about bureaucrats and how they are, uh, not adventure seekers, which really are most people, as I was saying. So here's the deal. Most people just want, uh, that's it. Tweakers, uh, are like squirrels trapped in a box. Yeah. Shannon says, in fact, I was homeless and I was never bored. Thank you. See? See? Who's living the better life? Okay? Who's living the better life? That when you, okay, you have a two-day weekend, and by Sunday, you're so bored, all you do is sit on the couch and drink wine, eat chips, and binge watch Netflix. You can't even... Deal with two days off. <laughs> Boredom is good. And you know what? If you weren't working all the time and you could get some rest, you'd probably find you would be, be able to spend your life doing things that were meaningful and valuable, which incidentally is what a homeless person has done. Um, they they left the this stupid system. We have to question everything, don't we? Don't we? Can't we? Is this better? Is what we're doing right now better than being a nomad? Oh, you don't work. Well, good. Yeah. See? Good job, Omi. I'm not joking. Work is for losers. (laughs) It's slavery. We should question everything and always be looking for ways to improve. Thank you. Thank you, Omi. 
Why do we need to look at a homeless person and be like, oh, that's so sad? What's so sad about it? Okay, here, let me go over on TikTok, see if I can show you my last video I just did. Okay, hold on. TikTok. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Hold on. Okay. I'm here with my friend. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. Donnie Jean, uh, she just came out of her tiny house. We got a foot of snow. How, how did you do? I survived it a lot better than being out in the parking lot. <laughs> Bam. There's the truth. How'd you like being in your tiny house? It's a hell of a lot better than being in the parking lots. There was a time, so Donnie Jean was at our, uh, in our village. The village closed, and of course, they didn't house her, even though they said they would. They did not. And so I had nowhere to shelter her, and so what she did all winter long one winter was walk. As a single woman, the most dangerous thing you can do is sleep especially at night. And so what you do is you take meth and you walk. And she spent a winter in parking lots unsheltered. Um, no shelter whatsoever. I'm grateful, grateful to the donors who gave it to me. So you've done unsheltered uh, tents and tiny houses. Right. What, what would you say to people that are like, tiny houses are bad, we shouldn't build them? <laughs> there it is. Why don't you uh, go spend a few nights walking around a parking lot and then take a night where you can go into a heated tiny house and see which is better? Because these the, the housing first people are all anti-tiny uh, houses. They're anti-tents. They're anti-tiny house. They're like, this is a waste. We need to get everybody a full house. Everybody needs a full house. And therefore, and, and, and if we if we give them tiny houses and tents, we're going to call it good enough. And then we're going to have shanty towns all over uh, America and we'll never get them housing. So we can't have tiny houses. So literally, it's just like when PETA started murdering puppies because they didn't want the puppies to have a home being uh, uh, enslaved with a human that loved them. So they were murdering puppies. PETA was murdering puppies, okay? It's the housing first people are exactly the same. We can't let Donnie Jean have a tiny house because if we let her have a tiny house, we might all get too complacent. So what we need to do is we need to focus on housing first and keep Donnie Jean running in the parking lots. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot better, a lot better than a tent because you're on the ground. Yeah. It's so cold in there. It felt like you're on an ice skating rink. So being it's off of the ground is being off of the ground is better. Oh yes. You didn't have to worry about it collapsing in the snow. Oh, the wind, you know. Done. Thank you. Okay. I love Donnie Jean so much. I love her so much. Shannon said. 
Shannon, who admitted she was homeless, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate. I really appreciate it when people admit to things like they were, they were, they've had addiction, they are addicted, they were homeless, they are homeless, because then we can uncover the truth, which is we're all fuck ups. There it is. Let's just say it. We're all screwed up. We're all inadequate. We all make mistakes. We all have embarrassments in our lives. And you know what? It's okay. So Shannon says, walk and walk some more. Definitely. I ended up sleeping in a storage unit because of people trying to mess with me. Now, storage unit's great. It's good that you had one. Um, I have a friend, a woman, who spent a winter in a, an elevator in a parking lot, an elevator shaft. So like for somehow she was able to get in this elevator. It wasn't, it wasn't heated or anything. I think the door was open, but like, like they would open the elevator and she would slept the entire winter in an elevator shaft. Shannon also said, um, Oh wait, in reply to slept in my car a few times. Okay, hold on. Let's go back to Omi. Um, Omi said, I slept in my car a few times and it was scary every time and only one of those times was in a densely populated area and I was so scared about it, it took me five days to rebound from that. Yes, to shake the anxiety and get back to a normal sleep schedule and think clearly. My first night out um, on Christmas Eve, I've been and I've done it two years, I'm going to keep trying to do it. I, it's, it's not great. But I swear to God, I had mild um, uh, trauma. Uh, PTSD after it because you're so vulnerable out there. You're so, 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 so vulnerable. Shannon in reply to that said, I was out for a long time and still have issues being, uh, uh, with being housed again. I'd love it. If you want to comment on, um, those uh, issues, Shannon, uh, Omi says I'm super ducked up because her phone, you know, did autocorrect. I'm super ducked up, but privileges, uh, to, but privileges to not work, but still have a warm home and a nice car and all my utilities. See, there it is. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. And Omi said mine wasn't even homelessness. Mine was traveling and sleeping at, at the airport during a layover during, uh, and sleeping in a car at a Florida restaurant area on vacation, waiting for our room to be ready. Wow. Yeah. It's scary out there. It's scary, scary, scary. Um, I get angry at the housing first people because they are so anti-tent and anti-shelter, the tiny house. Now, if you don't want to have government money for tiny houses or tents, that's fine. I can understand that. I can understand that you're like, the government should not be creating shanty towns, but for God's sake, let me do it. Let me do it. But, and I've also had homeless uh, service providers, high up homeless service providers say, well, Sage, you're enabling them. You're enabling Donnie Jean. Okay. All right, buddy. This woman lived at our tent village. You swore you were going to house her. You did not house her. Then, 
because you closed our village, she had no choice but to walk all night long through an entire winter, okay? And now she's back in the tiny house. So you can berate Donnie Jean all you want about how I'm enabling her, but your thing did not work. You had all hands on deck to come and shelter everybody in our tent city. You did not shelter Donnie Jean. You closed our tent village. She walked all winter long. And now she's back in a tiny house and thankful to have it. And then you have the audacity, the arrogance as a white, wealthy man to belittle Donnie Jean and feel pity for her and sadness for her and think she is, she is living beneath human dignity, as our mayor has said. You have not solved the problem, man. There is nothing wrong with living in a tiny house or a tent. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Omi says, I feel like a whole house would be a lot for someone who's used to roaming. Absolutely it is. Like it's a lot of space to fill and care for. It just makes more sense to me if you don't have homeless men mentally ill or addicted in your neighborhood, you need to have a designated space for them to go with resources they need so they want to stay there. Yes. Yes. I am sick of having to fight homeless service providers, the government. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm definitely not going to stop. I'm just getting stronger. When, if I could spend my energy sheltering people, I could get so much more done. But literally, most of my energy is spent fighting the system. Fighting homeless service providers, fighting the government. Look at what Shannon said. So Omi said, I feel like a whole house could be a lot for somebody. And Shannon wrote, it is. It is so overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Okay? How can you not be self-aware enough to realize that this thing that we're in here, this construct, it would be very natural for you to understand that it's not for everybody. How many people live in yurts in Mongolia? Okay. Now, look at this. Ulaanbaatar is the capital of Mongolia. It is a modern city. 
Tens of, thousand, uh, tens of thousands of rural migrants live in GERs, which are yurts on the edge of Ulaanbaatar. I believe the number is 800,000 people. Is that right? Wait, wait, wait. Yep, there it is. There it is. Now they are home to an estimated 800,000 people. Because this was how Mongolians lived on the steppe. They were nomadic people living in yurts. What's the temperature on Ulaanbaatar right now? Hold on. Ulaanbaatar weather. Yeah, you knew I wanted to know. Negative four. Okay? These people do not have electricity. They do not have sanitation. It is negative four degrees. Okay? And that's a balmy. That's balmy. Look at here. On Thursday, it's going to be negative 21 in Ulaanbaatar. All right? 800,000 people live in yurts. We were nomadic for 200,000 years. The way we live today is the anomaly. And then we have the audacity to condemn and ridicule and berate people who actually are trying to get back to the way we used to live for most of our existence. Madness. Madness. Who are we to judge? You all go, all these Christians in the government, go to church and praise Jesus. And then they take nothing away from the lessons. Did Jesus say, don't judge people? What does the Bible mean when it says, do not judge? Jesus' command not to judge others could be most widely quoted to his saying, even though it's almost invariably quoted in Ecclesiastes of the context, do not judge or you will be judged. Many people still use this verse in an attempt to silence their critics, interpreting Jesus' meaning as, you don't have the right to tell me I'm wrong. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. These guys are going to turn it around and be like, no, 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 not Aggie. No, Aggie, no. Aggie's a homeless woman, probably wants to talk to me. Jesus said, do not judge others and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by you, which you will be judged. No, Aggie, I can't talk to you, honey. I'm on a very important uh, podcast right now. I can't be helping homeless people at a time like this, Aggie. Come on. <laughs> homeless service providers judging homeless people. Isn't that a fine how do you do? Shannon says, uh, back to replying to, okay, Omi says, look up Cobb houses. They build them from trash and clay mud next to nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Omi to Shannon says, I've never been homeless and I'm struggling to care for a house and I've been housed my whole life. I can't even begin to imagine just being thrown into it. Yeah. 
thank you for being aware. Why can't we have people that are like aware of how other people might feel? Shannon says, till you find your feet being homeless, it's a nightmare. But once you find them, it's kind of freeing. So there's the truth. Homelessness becomes a sort of freedom. Omi says, that's why so many of us are depressed when we have good lives. Our core knows this is not natural. Uh, did you see the, uh, who is the supermodel with extreme depression? Michelle Miller's in the house. There it is. Look at this. Look at this. Bella Hadid was in the news. Okay. See, I'm hip. I'm cool. Bella Hadid shares her struggles with severe depression. The model describes her anxiety as excruciating. Well, being a super, there you go. I mean, you're a supermodel. You're rich. You're beautiful. You, the Kardashians love you. While being a supermodel may have its perks, Bella Hadid opens up to the downside, sharing her struggles with mental health. The runway darling is no stranger to the public eye, but that often comes unfair criticism from strangers. In an interview, the brunette revealed that extreme depression was has prevented her from using a stylist for some time, saying in the last year it was really important for me to learn that even if people talk about my style or if they like it or they don't, it doesn't matter because it's my style. When I leave the house in the morning, what I think about, does this make me happy? Do I feel in, good in this and do I feel comfortable? Can you imagine one of the most beautiful people on earth is devastated when people criticize her style. If Bella Hadid has this, just imagine how the rest of us feel. <laughs> Omi says, see people like mean discredit it because she's rich. What does she know? But a homeless person could look at me like that. You have a house and a car and food. What do you have to be depressed about it? See, there you go. That's beautiful. See, okay, so Omi said, see, so so Omi might be like, oh, I'm so sorry, rich. Uh, um, rich supermodel. Why don't you take a bath in your money? Why don't you go to Belize for a while? But then Omi was enlightened enough to be like, you know what? There are probably people who look at me and be like, wow, why, why are you depressed? You have heat, a house, internet, kids. I've lost all of that. My kids have been taken away from me. I live in a tent. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I have no internet. I'm freezing cold. It's 18 degrees right now. And then... You can go again. You'd be like, hey, at least you have a tent. The city threw us out of uh, Sage's tent village, and I had no choice but to walk parking lots all night long. And can you go again? Of course you can. Hey, at least you can walk. I was out on the street and uh, I got a cut on my leg and I didn't get it treated and I got gangrene and they had to cut off my leg. And it just goes and goes and goes and goes. It's the cycle of non-judgment and gratitude. Thank you for what I have. 
that's it. How can I help you? Do you need help? Not pity, not looking, because that makes it worse. Oh, I'm so sorry for you, homeless person. It must be so terrible. Don't you think that feels like crap? God, it must be so shitty to be you right now. (laughs) There was a comedian. He did a whole skit about like, People that have the, you know, their, their, the window in their car gets busted out and they, they, you know, they, they've resulted to the trash bag in their window. And he's like, I don't know how they go on. Don't you think that like when you get to the point where your car has the trash bag window, you're like, this is it. This is the bottom. I'm hanging it up. <laughs> well, no, buddy. They still have the car. It still runs. Shannon says, I still keep my house cold. Listen to this. So I can sleep. If it's warm, too warm, I can't sleep. I shelter a veteran in our house. To this day, he sleeps in his tent in his room. To this day. He's been in there, I don't know, a year or more. Homie says, there's one person on this planet that has it worse than anyone else. Who is it? Who's the worst? Who has it the worst? I'm reading this book about joy uh, with Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And the Dalai Lama told a story about a Buddhist monk. Um, The Dalai Lama told a story about a Buddhist monk. So the Chinese came and captured all these Tibetan monks and then tortured them in these gulag prisons. And this Buddhist monk said, I was very thankful to leave um, the, the torture because I was afraid I was going to lose compassion for my torturers. How about that? This monk was worried that he was going to lose compassion for his torturers. You would think that would be the worst person, right? How about a person in a uh, gulag or a concentration camp? It comes to a point where your suffering becomes so great. It becomes a gift. I'm telling you, this sounds cruel as all can get out, but it is true. The suffering becomes a gift. You know all these people that you've heard them, they get cancer, and they're like, after cancer, I finally learned how to live my life. So could it be the the person with the greatest suffering on planet earth could be somebody like Jeff Bezos. The person who has everything, his health, all his money, the biggest houses, all the boats, all the planes, everything. And he's brutally unhappy. Could that be the saddest person on earth. I think it could be. 
Uh, Omi says, yeah, like, uh, I lived in a trailer with no heat growing up, says Omi, and I have to have it cold to sleep too. It's caused um, problems with my relationships when I was in one. <laughs> there you go. People don't understand why I stay in Kenmore. I have the money to leave, but I can't. One, I have access to kids that need me, and two, I like to be reminded what the real world looks like. You know what? I moved from Medina, and I really love the diversity here in Akron. I would never move back to Medina. It's such a fake bullshit life. The people are nice. I mean, I have Medina friends, but I would never, never, ever want to live live back there. Um... Omi says, imagine having all that money and not know where to begin to help someone. Having the money to do so, but nowhere to start. That would be its own torment. I am here to say it is not our job to feel pity for a person, to judge a person. Our only job is to learn understanding and compassion and to help when we are able. Because I'm here to tell you, the reason we are here is to level up. This entire thing is a construct built for you. To get better. To feel the suffering of which I'm sorry you will always feel. The suffering will come. If Bella Hadid has excruciating depression, I am sorry, you are going to suffer too. Horseshoe politics? Hmm, I don't know what that is. You have the suffering, what are you going to do with it? Oh, horseshoe politics. But like when you're so far right or left, your ideas align with the other side. I was just trying to align one of my far right friends with my communist friends. And he's like, and you know what he said? He's like, you know, I like a lot of what they say, but they just don't get involved in politics. And I think really how you have to change the world is through politics. He's trying to run for office and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're kind of right. They do a lot of work in the uh, in the city. They do a lot of good work. But, you know, there you go again. You don't need to judge. They're doing the work. They're doing the work they want to do. He's doing the work he wants to do. Everybody's fine. It's so tempting to judge, right? I mean, I saw his point. I'm like, why don't they run for office? But that's what he wants to do. They're doing wonderful, wonderful activist work. It's fine. We must practice Seeing everything as fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, Omi says the far right conservatives hate homeless, but so do the far uh, left. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Homelessness is self-inflicted. Yeah, the friend said, Omi says, I have a friend who was like, homelessness is self-inflicted. Yeah, a lot of people say uh, it's a choice. Um, and there you go. Those are people that don't take the time to understand other people. People, I love you. That's what you need to know. I love you. You're doing fine. I'm so impressed by you. You inspire me every single day. 
I can't get enough of you. You fight against all odds. You just get up every day. It's a miracle. You wow me. You wow me. You wow me. And I love you. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.